Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jamil Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashef and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Hi, everybody. What's up? (laughs) Uh, We're having a lovely time in the mean streets of Pacheco. The gunfire has subsided. (laughs) The beer has started pouring. The hookers have started warming up the couch. Right. They're overpouring themselves a beer right now. (laughs) Oh, yeah, from the uh, stripperator. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know what to do with that. You know, it just cracks me up every time when, when during the intro, it says, Northern Brewer is a proud sponsor. Of the it's church. a good thing you don't listen. Yeah, oh, that, okay. yeah. oh, sure they are. Absolutely. Really? Oh, oh, yeah. They told me that. They're proud of this this quality content. Mm. Well, so far we've been pretty good. We just haven't uh, gotten warmed up yet. We've been on, awesome. Awesome. You know, we're drinking awesome. double IP to get today, so it could get kind of it could airy here. Could get pretty hairy. I, yeah. I've, I've been I've been hanging out at the uh, Heretic uh, EJ Fair oh. uh, Brewery Complex there in in the mean streets of uh, Pittsburgh, California. Oh, you bring beer, or what are you doing over there? No, not bring beer yet. Oh. We're, we're getting close. I'm drinking oh, well, beer that. over there. They they got the EJ Fair uh, Liberty Hotel thing. Right Thing? across the street oh, from where, so over there and get where the beer. brewery is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great food, great beer, great people. Um, enjoying that. Uh, it's quite nice. Good. Go over there and have, have me a few beers. They got a different array of beers on every time I'm there. Yeah. They're like, you know, once a week at least. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, four or five days a week, you know, until uh, the brewery opens and I'll be there like every day. Hmm. But, uh, you know, I'm there, you know, at least once a week and... There's different beers on every time I'm there. Yeah, they go through quite a bit of beer, and then they don't have any dedicated taps, so it's all right. Yeah, pretty much rotating. I think Becky goes through and she uh, finds what what she likes and does it, and mm-hmm. she does a fine job of it. Mm-hmm. I'm very impressed. Yeah, yeah. So that's what she's doing. Yeah, that's what I think. And she on there might good stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we'll <laughs> talk about her, uh, you know, their physical <laughs> attributes and stuff. She's very lovely. Yes. In many ways. I never get that far up. <laughs> in many ways. I know, yeah, I just know that one way. And, uh, and uh, you know, go down there and uh, enjoy the beers. Well worth doing. So, no, I've been, so I've been when, hanging out there. So when are you going to put uh, flame onto that kettle? What's going to happen? I think I think within a week to oh, two. Nice. You know, we're, we're getting close. Getting real close. That's great. Hey. I say flame. It's it's steam, uh, right? Steam. Yes, steam yes. to it. Steam jacketed kettle, all new. Yes. Steam jacketed kettle, all new. Wow, the finest that China can make. Who is go- is doing the first brew on the system? Will it be you, or will it be EJ Fair? I th- it's going to be EJ Fair, okay. so they can fuck it up, and then we can come in. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> like, oh, all the glory. Right. I, I see it leaks. Oh, okay, well, but I can hear the way you sold it to to JJ. You were like, "Oh no, it's your. You know, you really should do yeah, the first absolutely. brew. Yeah, you know, it's your your <laughs> yeah. glory, your your right. wisdom. Let your taste like copper or something. All right, and once you figure out all the problems, then let us know, and we'll go ahead and brew. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to have Chris come out and, and observe all the uh, hilarity that ensues when they try and do the first brew. Right. And then uh, once he sees all the problems that happen, he can go ahead and yeah. step in and do his brew and, uh, you know, it'll all be fine. Yeah, I'm going to bring my lawn chair and watch Chad fuck that all up, too. Oh, yeah. yeah Chad will be there and be like, what? Ah, I've been, I burned my head off. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, be fine. Just scalded my leg into nothing. <laughs> ah. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fine. 
Eh, work out fine. Just, uh, who cares? Well, <laughs> work out just just fine. Cool. Yep. I'm good I'm, progress. I'm excited. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, we'll be ruined, and um, I'm very hopeful. You know, I'm. You know, I'm more worried now about uh, you know federal approval than I am about uh, you know getting the brewery together. Hmm. So uh, you know, if that comes to pass, then. Uh, I will have beer at the uh, at the BNA six. All right, very nice. So, NXC, yeah. That'd you don't need more than like one or two bottles, right? Well, I was just going to say, I hope we have beer because I haven't invited any other breweries yet. So it's going to be a it's a heretic party right now. All right, well, <laughs> sure lots of beer. all you guys, you can share a couple of bombers. I think we'll be good. Good. All right. Uh, maybe a, maybe an extra growler or something if we're lucky. Uh, yeah, if I work hard, I think I can <laughs> yeah, I can kick out a growler. Right. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Good. Good. All right. How's things going for you, Tasty? Uh, going pretty well, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Brewing a few beers here and there. Yeah. <clears throat> Drinking a few beers here and there. Oh yeah, sure, absolutely. All right. You know, I had big news this week, Jay Z. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but no, uh, I haven't. Our TV show aired this weekend. Oh, that's right. The BYOB TV. I can't get it. You I know, think you're out of market. Yeah, 15 miles away is pretty much out of market. <laughs> yeah. If you, yeah, it's a low signal state. <laughs> anywhere over the Bay Bridge and you're out of market. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was hoping somebody would record that. I, I think it's going online yeah. today. Right. Oh, yeah. On, you can go to coffeetv.com. I know that they were, po- they were uploading the video a couple of hours ago. Wow. It shouldn't take all that long to get there. Wow, they uh, treasure it that much that they would go ahead and. Just well, they're get getting hounded by yeah, uh, being yeah. listeners. Uh, I think. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. They were. Everyone was clamoring for it to. to well, just because they want to see it out of market, you know. Right. Clamor. I would say clamoring. Clamoring. Yeah. Well, they hadn't seen it yet, so wait. They won't be yeah. clamoring for episode two. No. Right. <laughs> but they'll be clamishing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but it came out pretty good. Came out all right. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. I'll show it to you. I'll get you a copy of it. Nice. You can check it out. Right. I, yeah, I shouldn't have to go to the internet. No. Nah. That's too much trouble for a, for a star like me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you get the commercials online? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's some of the best entertainment, actually. The show is interesting and fun. <laughs> the entertainment in the commercials. It's that, all the... Uh, the just, if you want to call a hooker... Yeah. You know, oh, you have to tune in. Who is yeah, who's supposed that. to be a... If you want to dial a friend... A.K.A. Hooker. <laughs> well, maybe that, that, that's your number. Yeah, private conversations. It's one yeah. of those. You got to watch it. Yeah, the, it's, it's JP and I did a, uh, a, a car dealership commercial. Sunnyvale Ford, yeah. <laughs> and it's pretty much a classic cliche car commercial. Yeah. yeah. You know how. You know yeah, how. yeah, you check it out. It's pretty much the best of the BN <laughs> married with a... Uh, it's entertaining. And nice. then, uh, and then there's some other entertaining commercials in there too that we found was funny. Just their product placement is pretty funny. So, so the commercials are almost more fun than the than the show is yeah. what we're saying. Yeah. I think that doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Like yeah. the Super Bowl. <clears throat> yeah. So it's, it's it's a little BN slice of BN and on TV. Right. There you go. So go to coffeetv.com. You can watch the episode out of market. Everybody. Sweet. All right. So uh, what's our challenge for today, uh, Justin? Other than Speaking into the microphone. Right. Uh, challenging enough on some days. But Joshua uh, from South Miami, Florida, wrote in, and he gave us a big list of beers, actually, that he wanted us to brew. But at the top of his list was Avery Maharaja, Avery mm-hmm. out of Colorado. So mm-hmm. he wanted to know, can you brew it? Yeah, nice. A- Adam Avery and the uh, the Maharaja's kind of like an imperial IPA. You know, it's one of the, the those big IPAs that uh, you're going to find out. So, and I think uh, Adam, you know, differentiates the IPAs between IPA, Imperial IPA, Double IPA. You know, there's there's, you know, a lot of times I think the beers can cross the the boundaries of like barley wine or strong ale or IPA, and uh, I think uh, he's got a pretty good handle on it and. Uh, Anybody who's had the Avery beers knows that those guys know how to how to knock out a uh, a high proof, high hoppy beer. So uh, that's a that's a good request. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, why don't we do this? Let's take a short break, and when we come back, we will hear from Adam Avery about uh, the Avery Maharaja. Back after this. Hi. I have a sixer of Lagunitas in the icebox. My roommate's gone for the weekend, and I'm wearing something flimsy. Listen, baby, I told you not to call me after 8. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I gotta go. 
Who is that? Your girlfriend? You loser. Set up, thug. Did you guys get the cauldron set up on the altar of my yard? Sir, if you weren't so busy getting booty calls, you'd know that. The hurricane furnace is using propane while you guys talk. All right, I'm using the scroll of Mosher to boil the first decoction. Nope, it's scorched. What do you do? Frack, scoop it out and try again. Thug, use your mass rake. You took too long. The color is now dark and past the point where you can still call it a pilsner. Yes, Ugh, I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. What's this? Poindexter Urkel? Dude, can't you see we're in the middle of a brew session? Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. <gasps> Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Do you belch White Labs 833 and crap Simcoe? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs. Ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping. Only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the Cylon Detecting Three-Hearted Ale and the collector's item Super Alt. Mine's in mint condition because it's still in the box. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com. I love beer. I'm a brewer. I brew it. I drink it. It's in my blood, really. I'm that guy that pours malt extract on his pancakes. I wish I could just put a good brew in my pocket and take it with me. Now you can. Hey, brewers and beer lovers. Why not eat the energy bar invented by a home brewer using the same ingredients in your brew? Introducing Brew Bar Energy Bars, spelled B-R-U-B-A-R. Malt, oats, vanilla, nuts, cinnamon, coconut. You've put them in your beer, and you'll find them in your Brew Bar Energy Bar. All natural, made with simple ingredients chosen for the highest quality. They're new, different, and have a rich malty flavor and smooth, moist texture, just like a fine craft brew. You can find Brew Bar Energy Bars at BrewBar.com or find a retailer near you. And if you are a retailer, you should contact them and find out how you can sell Brew Bar Energy Bars. Check them out at BrewBar.com. That's B-R-U-B-A-R.com. And follow them on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BrewBar. Remember, it's in your Brew Bar Energy Bar because it's in your brew. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has homebrewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Uh... White Labs. It's all in the vial. Hey, BN Army. You think you're badass? Well, you are. Kind of. Like, badass, but without the balls to blow something up. Hop Tech in patriotic Dublin, California recognizes your nearly badassness with a BN Army discount on every order. But there's something those boys and girls in the real Army should know. If you have an APO address or a scan of an active PX card, Hop Tech salutes you as an actual badass and offers their things with a 15% discount on every purchase. That's the Hop Tech way of saying thanks. 
to all active military personnel. 15% off ingredients, kits, equipment, as well as games, books, gifts, and more, all at HopTech.com. Whichever army you're a member of, any branch of the military, or the BN Army, HopTech in Dublin says thank you with great discounts. Call 800-DRY-HOPS, visit the store in Dublin, California, or go to HopTech.com. HopTech, serving homebrewers for 28 years. You're listening to the Brewing Network. All right, thanks for joining us on Can You Brew It? Today we have Adam Avery, the president, founder, and CEO of Avery Brewing in Boulder, Colorado. Adam, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. How you doing? Pretty good. It's a beautiful day out here, finally. Um, it's, uh, it's threatening rain here. Oh, Foggy. man. See, you're, yeah, you're, you're getting all our bad weather. That's okay. It was 80 degrees on Saturday, so I, I got mine. Oh, man. It was like... We need the rain. There's too, many, there's too many fires going on out here. We got forest fires galore, so the yeah. rain is welcome. Yeah, and last year, too, right? You guys had a lot of fires. Yeah, we're dry. We're dry. We're, we're, unfortunately, we send all our water down to L.A., I think. They buy it all from us. So, anyway. Uh, they steal it from us. So Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Vegas takes a little bit along the way as well. Yeah, right? Let's, uh, yeah. let's you know, put a big town right in the middle of the desert and then take everyone's water. <laughs> so you guys are known for, for generally, you know, kind of bigger beers. Um, but what I've heard a lot about is your barrel series. What's that, what's that about? Well, Barrel Series is, is basically a kind of a one-and-done series, and I mean, we've got a lot of different uh, recipes floating in our brains, and we're you know looking for different kind of flavor profiles, and so this is kind of our super creative outlet where we can go and do some nutty things knowing that we're not going to be producing a lot, so there's not a lot of pressure on, you know, like, how are we going to sell this stuff, blah, blah, blah. It's more about, you know, just going out there and, and, and kind of, you know, creating, uh, you know, different flavor um, aspects to beer and and doing some nutty kind of things with it and then you know experimenting with you know different flavors of barrels we basically are using mostly wine barrels you know uh, zen cab petit Syrah, um, pinot noir barrels and trying to build beers putting them into those barrels and, and using the flavors that are available from the barrel and from the you know the liquor the, from the wine that was in there um to kind of you know to, to to influence the beer that's coming out and it's kind of fun to do you know that that marriage of, of flavors. We use some uh, uh, some rum barrels as well, and we also have some bourbon barrels too. So, um, huh. you know, we, we do some more traditional style stuff um, where it's, you know, 100% Saccharomyces fermentation, but the majority of the beers that are, you know, we've got almost 300 barrels, and the majority of them have either it's a Brett fermentation or it's a Brett Pedio-Lacto cocktail going on. So, you know, a lot of sour beers going on right now. Right on. That sounds... Uh that sounds really good, actually. <laughs> it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's fun to sit around and do blendings and, you know, try to figure out what the best blend of different barrels is going to be to produce the best beer. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's it's fun. I mean, most of the job is fun, but that, that part's really fun. That part's really fun, right? Yeah, we yeah. love sour beers here at, the, uh, at Can You Brew It, that's for sure. Awesome. Um, is it going to be something you guys are doing uh, just every once in a while, or are you looking to expand that program? Well, I mean, we're, we're basically we're running about uh, four releases a year, and those releases can range anywhere from, you know, we had a really small batch. We sold like 50 cases of Marguerite, which was a, a, an imperial stout, uh, sour cherry imperial stout aged in um, bourbon barrels. And we've also had, you know, releases as much as 600 cases. So wow. it just depends on, you know, how big a batch we can, we can produce, what kind of barrels we have at the time. And, you know, uh, sometimes it's hard to get wine barrels. And, you know, when we can get wine barrels and we get them in, you know, typically we, we try to fill them up as fast as we can get them. So sometimes we get 10 barrels at a time. Sometimes we get 30 barrels at a time. So huh. that kind of predicates, uh, you know, what, how big the, uh, the batch sizes are. So you're making the, are you making the beer to fit the profile of the, of the actual wine barrel and what was in it beforehand? Or is it kind we of... Help, we, we, yeah. we try to. We, we try to, you know, think about the flavors that we, you know, uh, you know, assume that are going to come out of those barrels and uh you know try to do something you know with the malt profile and even the fermentation profile you know sometimes you know sometimes we use 100 percent fermentation sometimes we use um you know primary fermentation with saccharomyces and then we add you know brett pedialacto as the you know the cocktail for secondary or for you know for the barrel aging part of it um just depends on the you know it depends on what we what we want to do with it too. You know, sometimes we use contrasting flavors as well. Um, like I said, it's just it's totally experimental, and it's a place where you know myself and you know my brewers can uh, you know really kind of cut free and not worry about oh 
oh god, are we going to sell a million cases of this? <laughs> you know, we don't. Even if you know, even if nobody else liked it, it's enough beer that you know we could finish the, the beer off pretty quick. So. There you go. <laughs> Worst case scenario, we'll drink it. You know, no big deal. We'll we'll try to share as much as we can, but. <laughs> That's a good philosophy. Yeah, you you guys might get it, but you know, I like it. But we'd like him to get. We, oh, we'd for love sure, people right? To buy it, but I'm yeah. saying if people don't like it, it doesn't really matter because we're going to drink it anyway. Right, right. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I wish we can get some of those out here, but uh, every once in a while we get friends from Colorado flying out and they'll bring us little treats and stuff from your brewery. But uh, it's hard to find uh, hard to find these sour treasures out here, man. Well, the release parties are a lot of fun, and we have a lot of people flying in to you know to grab the beers and you know come here, obviously visit the brewery, but. You know, we're kind of a, in a brewing hotbed, so it's come out here for a few days. You can hit a lot of, you know, world-class breweries, and so it's, it's kind of cool to build a little vacation around these uh, these barrel releases. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, all right, well, let's talk about the Maharaja. All right. Uh, can you um, just tell me a little bit about that beer? Sure. Um, I believe we started making it in 2004, and, you know, we, we set out to, to make the biggest, hoppiest, you know, gnarliest Imperial IPA you know, that we could, and so we wanted to, um, you know, kind of use, uh, try to get all the flavor components of, you know, citrus, um, you know, uh, tropical fruits, um, you know, the, the whole range of, of, of hop aroma, um, a lot of bitterness, you know, it's got about 104 IBUs, uh, and then obviously have um, some malt structure behind it so that it is, you know, it's not, you know, exceedingly dry. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's. I hate to use the word balance because I fucking hate that word. <laughs> but you know, it, it does. You know, that's what a lot of people like about it is that you know the the malt bill adds some complexity to the overall to the overall beer, and yeah. you know it, it it just comes out. It's just you know it's an imperial IPA. I mean, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm laughing at your balance comment. That is good. People do use that a lot, and it's kind of like a go to. You know, go-to description, but uh, I think an imperial IPA. I don't know. I think it, well for me. You know, people ask, "What well, is there a difference between an imperial and a double IPA?" And I'm like, "I think there's a difference. I think there's IPAs, and I think that there's actually IPA and a halfs now. Hmm. And then you know, there's double IPAs, and I think that what separates you know, a double IPA for me means it's a hot bomb. And there's you know, it's double an IPA, so there shouldn't be a, for me there shouldn't be a lot of malt structure. It should be like a just a whole blast of hops. And the, the malt should be in the in the in the foreground, but the an imperial IPA I believe should be all those hops, maybe a little bit more, but also have you know the body and the malt complexity um, to to just drive it to a, a much bigger beer. And I think that you need the malt complexity as well because I think that an imperial IPA should be higher in alcohol as well. And you know there's some sweetness associated with um, with alcohol, so you know you kind of need more IBUs and. You know, it can hold more resinous material in it mm-hmm. without becoming, uh, you know, really grating on the palate. And yeah. so there's kind of a fine line there where you're trying to not have the beer be sweet, but you also want to have, you know, as much resin hop, uh, you know, oil in the beer as possible for your olfactory pleasure. But you also, you know, it needs you got to be able to drink it as well. It's got to be able to slide down your throat. So, um, you know, that's that's what I think makes Maharaja, you know, an imperial IPA, just like, you know, Pliny the Younger is an Imperial IPA for the same reasons. Yeah, uh, you know that's uh, probably the most complete definition uh, between Imperial or distinction between Imperial IPA and Double because I've gotten that kind of same conversation as well, being a beer dork. And um, you know, I, I I pretty much agree that Double IPA is not an Imperial IPA. They are they are separate just by name alone, right? Yeah, I mean, some people. I mean, they, they, people want to lump them together, which is fine by me. But I think that there are so many different IPAs out there right now, and there's, you know, there's so many different interpretations that I think that, in fairness, if you want to talk about one beer versus another, you know, you need to group them together. You know, um, you know, there's 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 great double IPAs out there, but I would hate, I, I wouldn't want to put Maharaja into that group because I don't think it's a very fair, you know. Um, not fair to you know to the Maharaja. It's not fair to the other beer in the double IPA category. So, and I think that anytime you get above nine, nine and a half, ten percent, you know you got to call that an imperial IPA. And then you know like the eight percenters that are out there, I feel like you know eight to nine percent are like the double IPAs. And then yeah. you know that. And then then like I said, I think there's some IPAs and a halfs out there yeah. that you know like in the seven and a half percent range, seven to seven and a half, but are super super hoppy. And then you know. Traditional real IPAs, I think, are like seven percent and below, and obviously, you know, less hops, you know, 
with alcohol. Yeah. What's uh, what's the distribution of the Maharaja? Is that available kind of everywhere, you know, throughout your network, or is it kind of Yeah, limited? it's available throughout our network. So, I mean, we can make a limited amount each year, but we just kind of divvy it up um, amongst our distributors. And um, so, uh, you know, currently it's available in, I believe, about 32 states. And we ship a little bit across the pond to uh, Sweden and Denmark as well. Really? Yeah, and I think I think Norway gets a little bit as well. It's not a lot of business for us. It's just kind of right. cool to say that you know we're selling beer in Europe. No, it's super cool, especially Norway. I, for some reason, I can't imagine uh, people up there digging Imperial IPAs. You know? Well, I mean, I think it's just like here. It's you know, if you think about the total population of beer drinkers, there's not very many people that enjoy Imperial IPAs mm. for you know because it's it's true. It's unusual, and you know, it's not even not even everybody that likes craft beer, you know, enjoys imperial IPAs. I mean, it's it's definitely it's not even for the one percenters; it's for the you know one hundredth of a percent. Mm. Is that a word? Yeah, sure, it is now, man. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> um, well, let's get into the uh, to the specifics of this beer. What, okay. What's the batch size? What's your barrelage? Uh, we brew. We have a forty barrel brew house, but because of the gravity of the beer, obviously, you know, we're our kettle up is about twenty eight and a half barrels. Okay. And what would be, uh, what's your starting uh, gravity? Uh, 1085. 1085, wow, okay. And what do you normally finish at? Oh, you know, 1010, 1012. Wow. So we get it tested out at, you know, 10.5% or so. It's pretty good, man. Um, do you happen to have an SRM rating on that? Uh, SRM is 14.1. Yeah. And uh, what about carbonation volume? What do you normally do that carbonation at? Carbonation is uh, 2.5, 2. 2.55. Okay. Okay. Um, for your grain bill, what, uh, what, do you build, what do you build this beer around? Uh, you want me to give it to I'll give it to you in percentages. It's yeah. actually, no, that's great. 85.2% uh, uh, in two-row barley. Okay. Uh, 3.1% C120. Mm-hmm. 3.1% of Victory Malt. Okay. We actually add DME as well, 8.6%. Okay. And that's it? That's it. All right, and these are all uh, American malts, I imagine? Uh, correct. Okay, okay. And then... Um, what is your mash temp that you guys try to hit with this beer? Uh, mash temp is let me look on here one forty eight. We're trying to. I mean, we're obviously trying to get as much attenuation yeah. as we possibly can. Yeah, yeah, and um, just a single single infusion. You don't step it up at all or anything Correct. like that. Yeah, okay. Correct. Yeah, we we've got a very simple brew house. It's a you know it's a mash temp kettle. Oh, okay, okay, rad. Um, and what about hops? Um, hops, we have uh, we have three additions. We we boil for one hour, so we have you know a, a you know beginning of boil plus thirty plus sixty, so end of boil. So okay. the first edition, first edition, we get uh, forty four IBUs from Columbus, and we're basing that on a twenty five percent utilization. Okay. Okay. Then we our second. Our second go at 30 minutes, boil plus 30 minutes, is another round of Columbus, and it accounts for 35 IBUs, and we are using about a 20% utilization. Okay. And then for the final edition, we are using uh, Simcoe for 15 IBUs, and utilization is 5%, and we also add... Uh, 10 IBUs from Centennial at 5% utilization. Is that easier to talk about, or would you rather have the poundage? Um, yeah, if you can give me the poundage, that would be... Sure. That'd be so the good, first yeah. edition would, would be 11 pounds. Okay. Second edition would be 11 pounds. Okay. And then Simcoe is 22 pounds, and Centennial is 22 pounds. Okay, and that's just that flame-out, or... Correct. Okay. And uh, so as we start Whirlpool, we're just dumping the hops in. Oh, uh, okay. So, and, and then, so, and so our, you know, our alpha acid contents are, you know, the Columbus is 13.9, Simcoe's is 12, Centennial's 8. 
so you can see where those IBUs. That, okay. You can do the do the math on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how long do you guys whirlpool for? Uh, we whirlpool for twenty minutes. Okay. That's more a function of you know obviously the the, the equipment that you know your your brewers are dealing with. So. Yeah. Um, and you know there have been other beers that we've tried to clone um, on this show that uh, we don't include that that whirlpool time. You know, homebrewers yep. will just throw it in at zero and then. You know, we're not whirlpooling, we're just cooling. So uh, we really try to get as true to the recipe as possible. So if you do a 20-minute whirlpool, we'll just recirc for 20 minutes and then knock out. So Right. So that'll be good. Um, you do add DME. I do like that. Uh, what about yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. With, with even, you know, trying to get our volume up to 28 and a half barrels, mm-hmm. you just, you can't, you can't get it. We can't get it out of our mash time. I mean, DME, I mean... It's you know it's it's barley so it's not that big a deal but I mean if you could make the beer you know 100 percent two row would it be better I don't know maybe I I kind of doubt it I mean it's basically the same stuff yeah well, I definitely I, would I definitely would recommend using DME instead of say like turbinado or or sh- of sugar of any uh, any kind because mm-hmm. I think you'll get really venous uh, flavors from it uh-huh. and I think that that would definitely detract from. Um, you know, from the flavor. So I would definitely, I would definitely stick with, you know, some kind of, you know, DME or a malt syrup or something like that. Okay. Okay. Um, what's your yeast strain that you use for this guy? Uh, it's Chico, 1056 Chico. Okay. 1056. And, uh, what's your target ferment? What's your fermentation schedule like? Uh, tar- uh 72 degrees. Okay. And, you know, Actually, sorry, 70 degrees. Okay. 70 degrees on this one. And, uh, you know, usually we get fermentation complete in, you know, four days. Wow. That's huge. Gotta pitch, I mean, you got to pitch heavy, dude. I mean, sure, like, right. I mean, not only do you have, you know, this massive, you know, hop load that, you know, yeast obviously, you know, doesn't really care for. I mean, it kind of works against it in a lot of ways. Um, but you also got a high gravity, so, you know. Pitch high, oxygenate the shit out of it, and, you know, hope for the best. Yeah. And do, do you leave it at 70? Do you let it free rise at all? Or? No. No? Nope. Yeah, so Straight I, 70. We, we, we've tried, a, you know, a little bit more, but we, at least on our brewery, we just find that that yeast strain works a lot better at a, you know, at a moderate temperature. Okay. Right on. Um, and then, you know, we do a diastole rest and, you know, all that sort of thing. Okay. But we didn't talk dry hops. You want no, to dry hops, that was, sure. That's my next question. Yeah, what's uh, what's your dry hop schedule? So for that same batch size, we do, um, it, it comes, it's 44 pounds of Simcoe, 22 pounds of Centennial, and 22 pounds of Chinook. Basically, that comes out to about a little over three pounds of, three pounds, three pounds per barrel of dry hops. Okay. For for that kettle up volume, but you know it's a lot higher when you talk about you know the loss on this beer, which you know from kettle up to what we put into a bottle, it's uh, if we're lucky if we get sixty five percent yield, so it's pretty crazy. Although we yeah. just got a centrifuge, so that's it's helping a lot because we're able to actually you know, spin beer out of that hop cone. Yeah. So we're hoping to get our utilization back up to like, uh, or our yield back up to, you know, 70 to 72%. But just so you know, I'm sure everybody knows when they dry hop massively that, you know, you're going to lose a lot of beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when do you, so you ferment for about four days. Are you putting in the dry hops, you know, at that point, or you put it in uh, two days into fermentation, or when do you add that? We put the dry ops in. Uh, right now, we are currently um, dropping our tank temperature at the end of fermentation, uh, racking off whatever yeast that we might need, and then we're dry hopping. So okay. we'll dry hop for, you know, depending on how long that ferment takes, anywhere from 7 to 10 days. I don't think you need to go any longer than that. I don't. I think, if anything, you pick up bad aromas. I think you get too much green material, but I think it takes that much time to actually get, you know, uh, at least seven days to get, you know, maximum dry hop yeah. usage. And we do a lot of, you know, we do a lot of CO2 rousing and bubbling right. from, from the bottom. Okay. So I definitely would recommend, you know, um, if you can, hopefully people's got, people have fermenters or, you know, carboys or whatever that they can cap and make sure they have a CO2 environment so you're not 
you know, drawing oxygen back into the finished beer, but, you know, rousing those hops as often as possible in the first few days or every couple of days is, is basically what we do. And it helps a lot. Yeah, get everything back in, uh, back in solution. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you just got more oil going into solution, and it, it helps a lot. Hmm. Okay. All right. Um, any water adjustments that you guys do? Yeah, but unfortunately, I don't have. I'm sorry, I don't have that here. That's fine. Um, on this on this brew sheet, so um, we definitely add salt. Um, I, I wish I had that in front of me, but I don't. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. That's all right. Um, definitely, you know, it, I would I would say this way mm-hmm. to to whoever's brewing. You know, you, use the same uh, salt concentration you would uh, in like your regular IPA. You know, I don't think there's any. There's no reason to to, to make it. Um, you know, any your your brewing water any other you know, way. So yeah, no imperial water adjustments. Nah, no. <laughs> I mean, we're and we're also lucky. I mean, we've got great water in Boulder, so yeah. No, that is good. Um, any other tips that you might think of to to help us be able to clone this beer? Uh, you know, the, like I said, the biggest the, for me, the biggest thing is to make sure that you've got as healthy a yeast strain as you possibly can have, and as big a pitchable as you can get. Um, on this, I would highly recommend if you have a local brewery that, like, you know, shares yeast and they use, you know, 1056, yeah. to go, you know, go go get some yeast from those guys okay. and, uh, you know, pitch that. But if you're, if you're, if you're bringing, you know, if, if you're going to, you know, start with a smack pack or, you know, definitely use liquid yeast and hopefully you can find some fresh stuff, but, you know, really prop it up. Like, prop it up, you know, probably twice as much as you normally would for a regular IPA. Okay, great. Yeah, that's uh, that's no problem. We're used to to, to preaching the you know the the uh, from the church of pitching a lot. Yeah. So, and and you know and and obviously you know oxygenate the shit out of your wort. Um, okay, the, can't, can't you overdo know, it. You yeah you, okay. you can't have too much oxygen for this uh, in solution. Uh, I, I I don't think. Okay. Um, you know the the. the the amount of ppm that work can hold isn't going to do anything detrimental to the to the um, to the beer or to the to the yeast because the yeast is going to take it up anyway. Okay. Cool. Well, I think that's it on our end. Cool. Um, we'll let you know how you know how this beer comes out. Uh, Does that mean know. that you're going to send me a bottle so sure, I can man. be the judge of that? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Actually, that'd be great. Yeah, right on. Cool. Well, Adam, thanks a lot, man. It was a pleasure, and uh, hopefully now people stop bugging me to interview you. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on the show, and uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, I've given enough info here uh, to uh, to help out. And if anybody has any other questions, you know, they can always call the brewery or email me, and uh, you know, hopefully, I can uh, you, know, you know take it you know, take it to another level. But you know, I think if you do everything we just talked about, the beer may not taste exactly like Maharaja, and I really doubt it's going to. But I bet you it's going to be a badass Imperial IPA, and you can put your own name on it. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Thanks again. Cool. No problem. All Ciao. Right, Hey, Drew, it's Push. You want to do some lunch? Oh, uh, can. I'm reading something important. What? Hello? John, it's Push. Hey, this is John, and I'm busy reading right now, so please... What is going on? This is Sven. Hey, you busy? Yeah, I am. I'm reading Gordon's new book. From Brewers Publications and the only home brewer to win the coveted National Homebrew Competition Ninkasi Award three times comes a complete look at technical, practical, and creative homebrewing. Brewing Better Beer by Gordon Strong. What sets this book apart is its insistent focus on what's important for the home brewer. Like a great beer, it's extremely well balanced. A mix of technical, practical, and creative advice that if taken to heart will make your beer a whole lot better. You'll learn Gordon's techniques and philosophy, recipes and tips to take your homebrew to the next level. Brewing Better Beer, master lessons for advanced homebrewers. Proudly available now from Brewers Publications. From the stovetop to a camp burner to some kind of brew stand, most homebrewers follow some version of this progression. With each move, a homebrewer will often have to change a lot, if not all, of their equipment. Until now, Glickman Engineering brings you the top-tier brewing stand, the only brewing stand that grows with you. For example, buy a top-tier floor-standing burner now, and it'll bolt right to your top-tier brewing stand when you're ready for all-grain brewing. The top-tier brewing stand is perfect for 5-gallon to 20-gallon batch sizes. Its modular design is adjustable and accommodates everything from small footprint coolers up to 30-gallon pots. 
months. How does the top-tier brewing stand do it? At its core is a strong, heat-treated, and anodized aluminum main post. On all four sides are built-in T-slots for the adjustable heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves and beefy burner tiers. The tiers accommodate any manufacturer's pots or coolers up to 21 inches in diameter. Best of all, not only does the top-tier brewing stand grow with your skills and equipment, but it easily knocks down for long-term storage or transport, too. The top-tier brewing stand from Blickman Engineering. Learn more at BlickmanEngineering.com and to find a local Blickman retailer and start brewing from the top tier. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Members Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Put yeah. some sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. <laughs> Network. Now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? Can we brew it? Can we drink it? We can certainly drink it. That's easy. Yeah, the brewing part's a hard part. Yes. Well, and this was uh, Chad's challenge. Yes, sir. And uh, Chad being challenged, he uh, provided us with an A and a B. You're and, welcome. <laughs> and he gave us a lot of each one, I noticed. Uh, right, nice nice big pours. Yeah. Oh, mine are almost gone. What's the ABV on this stuff? I look. I see Bigger. there you, you're, you've consumed most of your B and I'm not much the B. of your A. Yeah. Uh, well, let, let, I think he gave me more of the uh, of the A. Though, yeah. I don't know. They were both like brimming full. Mine was. All right. So again, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so uh, why, why don't we start with Tasty? Tasty, what's, what's your uh, take on these? What do you, <laughs> yeah, what, what do you think? Clone? Well, not clone? It, yeah. First, it's cloned. Yeah. Uh, they're really, really close. Uh, the difference is, you know, a little bit of a freshness issue. You know. Uh, I don't tell you, I have to tell you which one's the freshest. Probably the one that Chad made ten days ago. It's probably fresher, right? <laughs> Man, you know, I, I don't. I, you know, if you if you're a commercial brewer and you have to put your beer in a bottle and send it out to California, I mean, I, I give people a break. You know, I don't expect it to be you know spot on brewery fresh. It's got to go on the wagon the train over the Donner Pass. It's got to go through the whole cannibalism. Yeah, it's just transportation, thing. and it's got to you know do well at the at the bottle shop wherever it ends up. If it right. happens to end up at a bottle shop, which, Sutter's Fort. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It has to get past the Indians and the right, right. people trying to rob the train and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. They, uh, Apparently, Maharaja has a lot of alcohol in it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just stuck. Affecting our... 
interpretation, interpretation. Of, of facts. Yeah, the uh, color, body, uh, identical. Maybe a slight difference in the aroma, but again, the fresher beer is, is, would obviously score better in that situation. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But yeah, cloned. Call it cloned. All right. Uh, Justin, what's your take on uh, these these uh, beers? Yeah, I I also think cloned. That's about as as uh, as close as it gets. I think that's a really nice version. Um, uh-huh. I think you captured the hops well. Thank and, you. Uh, I'm loving the high alcohol content myself. <laughs> <laughs> a little dabble, do you? What is it? What'd you say? Nine percent? Close to ten? It's close to ten yeah. percent. Yeah. It's a really nice IPA, and. Um, when they both come off with not a lot of hot alcohol, it's it's a very restrained alcohol. You don't you don't really sense alcohol there. You just drink, enjoy, and then yeah. you get multi hopped up. <laughs> yeah. Multi hoppy is certainly there. Yeah, there's no sugar in this recipe. I didn't, didn't get to see it. Uh, no, just some DME. DME. Oh, mm-hmm. so no sugar. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. well, so Justin, you're calling a clone. Cloned. All right. So, uh, for me, you know, I, I think um, you know the Maharaja has always been a you know a rich, full interpretation of kind of an imperial IPA, and you know, compare that with something like a uh, Pliny, which is you know a drier, crisper interpretation of a uh, imperial IPA. And you know I love them both, but uh, you know they're, they're they're kind of different, and I think people prefer one over the other, or whatever whatever might be, and it just depends on kind of taste. And uh, but I, I I think they're both excellent, and and in this case I think um, you know like Tasty saying maybe there's a, a, a very subtle difference due to you know being bottled and shipped and all that versus you know. Fresh out of the uh, fermenter and keg, uh, but darn, I you know that's r- so much cloned that uh, I think you did an excellent job. I think that's you know perfectly cloned. Yeah, we got the right recipe. I would imagine that you give this to Adam Avery and you go, yeah, you know that's that's our last batch, right? You know, fresh out of the fermenter versus you know out of the bottle or whatever. You know, he wouldn't he wouldn't hesitate to to think that that's exactly what it what it should be and you might say well we'd like to age it a little longer you know right. you mentioned in the uh, interview which is which is tough because you were working under a real time crunch <laughs> i'm like chad you've got eight <laughs> days you think you knock this out it's a double ipa yeah, yeah. Get, this, get this brewed uh, put ferment, a ferment uh, on that bitch yeah yeah <laughs> it, it, it was a good ferment uh-huh. i will say that i this thing just ripped right. i quote unquote Aerated the shit out of it, as Adam yeah. said, yeah. and uh, pitched heavy. So um, this thing just just went nuts. Uh, finished out around ten, 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 eleven. So right, awesome. So, I'm happy with it. You you feel it's cloned? Cloned. No the only cloned? difference I pick up is the nose, that greenness in the nose. Uh, yeah, and maybe in the the taste buds a little bit. But uh, other than that, um, right. cloned. Yeah, I think that's Booyah. totally cloned. <laughs> I, I don't see how you get closer than that. Excellent job. Uh, all right, so what's the uh, recipe on that bad boy? Sure. Uh, so for this guy, this is a six-gallon batch size, of course, uh, 22.7 liters mm-hmm. uh, if you're overseas. Um, 17.88 pounds or 8.11 kilograms uh, is the total grain, uh, and that's going to consist of uh, pale malt, two-row, uh, 15.23 pounds or 85.2% or 6.91 kg. Uh, Crystal 120, which is about 3.1%, uh, 0.55 pounds of that, or 0.25 kg. Uh, 3.1% of Victory Malt, which turns out to be 0.55 pounds, or 0.25 kg. Uh, 8.6% of DME, which is about 1.54 pounds, and uh, this is light DME, or uh, 0.70 kg. Um, As far as... uh, Mash temp, uh, 147 is what we went with. I think he mentioned 148. Um, so 148, 147. Um, basically for 50 minutes, uh, and then kind of just did my, my sparge routine, uh, uh, short mash out, um, just kind of, that's my process. And, uh, let's see, for hops, we had, uh, Columbus for bittering at 60 minutes, which was, uh, 62.8 IBUs at 15% alpha, um, 
and that was 1.2 ounces or 34 grams for 60 minutes, Columbus. Uh, at 30 minutes, we also had a, a dose of Columbus, uh, same amount, 1.2 ounces or 34 grams, uh, which contributed about 13.1 IBUs, 30 minutes. And Centennial at 15 minutes, which contributed 23.5 IBUs. Uh, at 10.5 uh, alpha, that was 68 grams or 2.4 ounces. Uh, then at 15 minutes, we had uh, two additions. The first is Centennial. The second is Simcoe. Uh, both uh, 68 grams or uh, 2.4 ounces. Um, and that was at 15 minutes. And then we had a big dry hop, a huge dry hop. It was uh, Simcoe and uh, Centennial and Chinook. And basically, this turned out to be uh, half a pound. Uh, for a six-gallon batch, a pound for a 12-gallon batch that I did, wow. uh, or 136 grams of uh, Simcoe, 68 grams of Centennial, or 68 grams of Chinook. Oh, that's that was a, the, where all the Simcoe's going. Exactly, mm. uh, which is also uh, just an awesome nose. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's great. Right. Um, so that's what we had for hops. Uh, total hops, you know, in ProMash was uh, 145. Um, starting OG was uh, 1085. Um, and uh, this was based on a 75% efficiency for the 60-minute boil. And how about fermentation? Fermentation was 67 degrees, and I kind of ramped up at the end. And uh, it was over five days, uh-huh. and then uh, basically added my dry hop warm mm-hmm. and kept it warm. Mm-hmm. And uh, dry hop was in there for about another five okay. days. And what yeast was that? This was the uh, 1056 or 001 okay. Cal Ale. So, um, right. Yeah, it was just a really fun beer, big beer, tastes great, a lot of hops, so that kind of kept me interested, Uh and uh, everything went great. I don't know if I left anything out. Oh, um, the gypsum edition uh, was basically, he said, just like an IPA, Uh, so for me, a 12-gallon batch, I just do 8 grams uh, Uh in the mash tun, 8 grams Uh in the kettle. That's just kind of my routine for IPAs. Well, I think that worked out excellent. You know, you you really nailed it. Yep, and all the right points. Was that uh, all we needed there? Was that uh, everything? Yeah. What what did you? Is this where the, the batch where you got a commercial pitch? You, you got some yeast from a from a brewery? Or, uh, I did not. I actually oh. I grew a, a big pitch up at home. I see. Um, did a starter, and uh, well, and I, how, how are you brewing? How are you growing that pitch up? I think uh, that's that's basically useful was, for people. Yeah, sure. Uh, I go to MrMalty.com. Oh, there you go. And, All uh, right. <laughs> punch into my uh, pitch rate calculator um, what I'm working on. So if it's a 1085 at uh, you know 12 gallons, uh-huh. um, you'll basically you know get a um, uh, say you could pitch two vials at a certain uh, volume, you know, uh-huh. in a starter, and I'll basically uh, create a starter at that volume, say four liters, right. with uh, two vials of yeast if I'm using two vials, uh-huh. or three if I want to add more. When you've got a big old five liter vial uh, or uh, uh, Erlenmeyer, right? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. got from uh, Morbier? Yes, or? yeah. So I'll typically I, I'll do the you know I have a five thousand mil, so I'll do like a four liter for this guy since it was uh-huh. a big gravity, and uh-huh. just use a couple vials of yeast. Right. And you get that giant stir plate that Doc do a stir plate made up for you. And, yep, yep, yep. Give it at least thirty six hours. Uh huh. Yep, it's ready to rip. Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you the the fermentation quality in both these beers is fantastic. It's you know so clean, so um, so well done. It's not you know full of you know solventy or anything like that. It's you know such an enjoyable, drinkable beer even at that higher percentage of alcohol. It's, well, for it's an all beer, it's really really good. Pretty crazy, right? Right. Yeah. You can really taste the malt through mm-hmm. the hops as well, mm-hmm. and 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 that's uh, surprising mm-hmm. as well. Great so, color, great yeah. job, Chad. Thanks. Yeah, it's a fun beer. Yeah. Great recipe. All right, let's do this. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, uh, we'll wrap up with uh, questions from the chat. Back after this. Where were we? You stole an oak barrel from the mist of Ravenwood, and Lord Zinfandel the Avenger is in pursuit. Do you drop the barrel and run? Hell no. We need it for our Flanders Red. I'm going to cast Pediacacus Damnesis on the barrel. Sorry, your ghosts are imprisoned in his winery forever. I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. This sucks! What do we have here? Orville Rodenbach? Buzz off, guy! We got a brew session going. Is that an actual beer? 
Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Do you get a long-lasting foam stand when you think about wheat malt? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs, ingredients, equipment, and knowledge at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the pre-prohibition lager. Perfect for steampunk. And the single hop best bitter. Now on cast in 10 forward. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com. Take a listen. Our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew Free or Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. A heretic is anyone who does not conform to an established attitude, doctrine, or principle. If you love craft beer, you're already a heretic. The very first thing we did when we started looking at the beers that we would brew, we got rid of all those recipes. We started from scratch. We've been pilot brewing the most creative things that we think of and the most interesting things. We've completely gone away from style. Heretic Brewing Company is opening this spring in Pittsburgh, California, and you can be a part of it. Visit hereticbrewing.com and facebook.com slash hereticbrew. Get the latest updates on the brewery and upcoming beers. Show everyone how you celebrate great beer as a heretic. It's a fairly powerful word. Being a heretic, that means you're not settling for ordinary beer. You are going with flavorful, creative, bold, interesting beers. A heretic is looking for the best beers out there. Be a heretic. Don't drink ordinary beer. Hilo, what's your feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. <laughs> it's the Brewing Network. And now, suck it tasty. All right, fellas. Is you looking to spice doodads down in the bedroom with an in-there solid chick you've been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or dope movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com for some limited time only. Y'all dig 50 cent off. Plum about any item. What? But that's not all. Oh, no. Right on. When you select one item at 50 cent off, you also receive three free adult DVDs for some little inspiration. Plus some free extra gifts so central we can mention on the transistor. Right on. And top off, we even throw in free shipping on your entire order. I'll be bad and no, we not teasing. Fall in on that mess. So check out Adam and 
Gmail.com today for this special offer. I'll be bad. Get 50 cent on one item when you type CYBI for the offer code down on checkout, man. When you do, y'all dig. Three free DVDs, some free extra gift, some free shipping. Dig what I'm putting down. Just use offer code C-I-B-I at And don't make me come over there, bitch. <laughs> AdamandEve.com. AdamandEve.com. Another quality sponsor for the show. Getting their money's worth. Right. Well, they did today. Put a lot of effort into that. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. <laughs> you're picking up what I'm putting down? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't make me come over this desk, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so we probably got a couple of listeners still despite what we're doing. They haven't here. been offended yet? <laughs> no. Oh. They've probably been offended but they enjoy it cuz they're nice. masochist. Nice. I bet you if you're masochist you can find something on adamandeve.com to uh you know, Yeah. support oh, that, yeah, that yeah. lifestyle. Oh yeah, whips, chains, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. Whatever floats your boat. I don't care what it is. As long as you're doing it between you and another consenting adult, it's good. Yeah. Absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. All right. So what do we got? Uh, okay. A couple questions from the chat. Baruz about, about beer? is in the chat. Yeah. And um, I guess Adam was talking about a, a superfluous amount of oxygen sure. in this beer. Uh, so they want to know, uh, Chad, You know, did you follow that advice? Do you know how much oxygen you used? I do, based on my um, the flow meter that I have. It's basically liters per minute. So I'll set it at one liter per minute, and I did about four minutes. Oh, you did, so you did do a lot of oxygen. You yeah. followed the advice. About double what I usually do. Yeah. Cranking. Okay. Um, same uh, uh, chatter. Baruz has another question about uh, the hop varieties uh, in dry hopping. He's wondering if anybody um, could, if any of them could be substituted. Um, and is the amount of dry hop the most important thing, or is the variety of dry hop the most important thing in a in a beer like this? That's a good question. I mean, I think the Simcoe's a great variety to um, double up on, which is basically happening in this dry hop edition. You have Centennial and Chinook, um, equal amounts. Um, so, I, I, you know, let me give those amounts again, uh, just in case anybody missed it. But in the dry hop, you're going to basically have for a six-gallon batch, 4.8 ounces of Simcoe, 2.4 ounces of Centennial. Uh. And 2.4 ounces of Chinook. Um, I, so that, yeah. Right. And I, I'd say, you know, it's a variety all the way. Yeah. Because, um, you know, if you threw in five ounces of Tower or Spalt or something like that, the beer is not going to be the beer it is. It's it's not yeah. going to be as enjoyable. Well, wouldn't you say tasty? It's, yeah. It'd be... No, I mix. Yeah. Especially uh, with Simcoe. That's, and that's going to be the hot people can have trouble getting. What would be... Right. Let's just think about what a good substitute would be for the Simcoe. That's probably the most often one that. Uh, oh, what's the? Is that, new, it's in the in the boil too, right? What's the New Zealand hop? Uh, it is. Yeah. Starts with a G. Galena? No. Uh, Glacier. Glacier. Something like that. Yeah. That that that's very Simcoe like to me. Whatever right, that right. that hop is. I had that that there, and I was just like, "Wow, that's very Simcoe like." Mm-hmm. Got that oniony, garlicky. Candy too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there, there are substitutes, but you need to be very careful. I think you, you can't just, you know, say, well, it's hop of the same amount. It's like, well, yeah, you could, you know. Well, in the dry up, it's about the oil, not the IBUs. It's it's the right. oil content. IBUs have, don't have much to do with it. Right. Well, and it's it's the flavor of those, those yeah, oils. Yeah, fl- right. Right. Okay. I mean, it's like, you know, the taint of, you know. The man versus the taint of a woman. Like, yeah. Two very different things. Two very different things. And that's a fun part to play with, though, the dry hop, you know? Oh. <laughs> it, I, it, no, 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 I'm sorry. That's a fun part to play with. Uh, well, I, uh, Just I are so both stuck immediately on going, yeah. Sorry. Uh, but, but it is. I mean, experiment. Um, Simcoe is really going to be a tough variety to find nowadays. Uh, Homebrewers can get a hold of it, but, you know, just try out different hops, and uh, right. you'll find a nice blend that'll work for you. Right, right. Well, and you might go the citrusy, you know. You'll get close. stanky, stanky yeah. hops, but yeah, you know, there's nothing like Simcoe. I'll tell you, cleaning out the conical and looking at the mess it made. Uh, I mean, all these freaking hops in this thing—it's unbelievable. Right? It's you smell it. That was a giant it's load nice. that you. Yeah. you, you <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was packed full. <laughs> yeah. Lost a lot of beer. 
Yeah. Well, that's the problem at the Pro Brewery, too. Yes. All right. And one more question from the chat. Is Chad using uh, RO water, reverse osmosis water, or local East Bay water? So local East Bay water, um, I'm usually coming in, you know, calcium around 21 parts per million, and I'm just getting it up to about 60 uh, with gypsum. So basically, that's all I'm really doing. It's a big secret. So right. just gypsum, that's all I'm adding. Cool. I can give my other numbers if you want, but calcium's really the, the big thing that was mentioned, uh, the, or gypsum. I'm giving you digits out, is that what you're saying? Digits. All right. Okay. Well, another successful uh, can you brew it. Chalk that one up to uh, Chad's expertise. and uh, Right. A good job by JP getting the, uh, getting the interview. Yes. I actually tried getting that interview about three or four times and failed each time. Took JP to do it. And took JP. Got to bring in the experts. I, I give up on the whole interview aspect for myself. I think I'm turning that over to everybody else. I'm going to sit here, drink, and, uh, and drink. read Adam and Eve copy. <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to do. Try all your different dialects. Apparently you're going for the Crosley plan now. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to drink and and rely on others to uh, attract people to the brewing network. Yeah, it's no longer no longer my job. Yes, all right, good job, folks. And uh, you know, if you uh, get a chance, check out uh, the Brewing Network store. What's going on there? They got any new products? New product, brewing better beer by my buddy uh, Gordon Strong. Oh, that's brand new. Brand new. Yes, hot off the presses. Still smells like crotch. It's uh. Well, that's because he signed them for us yesterday. He signed them. He signed them in, in a very intimate, in a very intimate way. Yes, and uh, good stuff. Yeah, so, as always, it's the only place you can find a signed copy of the book right now is in the Brewing Network store. Right, yeah. unless Gordon signs ones for you personally, but you know it's all right. Yeah, uh, check out the Brewing Network store. There's uh, lots of good things there. There's uh, Brewing Better Beer. There's Brewing Classic Styles. There's How to Brew. There's the Yeast Book by uh, Homeboy <laughs> and Dog Meat. <laughs> Homeboy and Dog Meat are going to be at the uh, conference down in San Diego. Yeah, yeah. Signing, signing, singing, dancing, <laughs> performing, whatever you need. All right. Homeboy and Dog Meat going to be there doing it. <laughs> I think Homeboy and Dog Meat going to have a special performance at uh, the BNA Six. Hmm. So you're going to want to get yourself your tickets to the yeah. BNA Six. And uh, that's where you're going to find homeboy and dog meat. So, uh, you know, uh, dig what I'm putting down and uh, don't make me come over there, bitch. <laughs> hey, also, real quick, since you're talking about appearances, um, which one are you? I forget which one you are. Dog meat. Dog meat and John Palmer yes. are going to be at the Cleveland International Beer Festival uh, May 13th and 14th doing a live Bruce Strong from the main stage. Uh, as well as you're helping out doing the award ceremony. Yes. Um, and there's a private event with you on the 14th. My private's event. Your private's event, where you're picking all the beer. My, my private's event, yes. Yes. Uh, go to ixbeerfest.com. It's at the IX Center in Cleveland, Ohio, May 13th and 14th. We will be there. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be fun. That's going to be a blast. Mm. I, don't, I don't know... Uh... You're in there an extra night or two, also, so you get to oh, hang yeah. and yeah. do the do the dog meat thing. <laughs> the dog the dog meat will be cruising <laughs> downtown Cleveland. <laughs> so uh, you know, uh, hopefully I'll be in there with uh, solid chick. I'm hipping you, man. Fall in on that mess and uh, dig what I'm putting down. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Uh, you can also support the Brewing Network by going to uh, the Brewing, ne- the ne- Brewing Network.com and look at look there for the BYO uh, link, Brewing Network, uh, or the <laughs> Brew Your Own Magazine. Uh, I write for that uh, every month, and uh, you can go and check that out. If you sign up through the Brewing Network by clicking that link, Brewing Network is half of that back to uh, the Brewing Network, so it's a good way to support the Brewing Network while still getting a great product. For yourself yeah, once you subscribe i think you'll be a lifelong subscriber like i've been i have every issue good information of uh of uh, byo and uh you know just check it out a lot of good things in there shirts hats glassware good stuff till then bruce strong and often <laughs>